Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of The Rockcast. This is episode 11. We are well into double digits now. The Rockcast is a podcast made by Rockhurst students for Rockhurst students and anyone who's interested in life at Rockhurst. On the show today, we are going to have a very special guest, Tony Gambino, who is an admissions counselor. He's going to talk about kind of what it's like uh, with that process of deciding where you want to go to college and getting up to the point where you get on campus and then orientation and things like that. And we'll talk about roommates. Um, how do you find a roommate? What are some ways to survive with a roommate or thrive with a roommate? Um, and the students will jump in with their opinions and experiences with that. Uh, we'll also have our I Wish I Knew segment where we take a topic and the group will talk about um, kind of the learning process of I wish I knew back then that this and this topic this week is social life. So I wish I knew such and such about having a social life on campus as a freshman and going from there. But first, let's introduce two members of the Rock cast. Tell us who you are where you're from, your major, and favorite spot to go off campus, speaking of social life. Hello everyone, I'm Jared Payton II. I am a sophomore at Rockhurst, Taylor from Chicago, majoring in marketing, minoring in film acting, and my favorite place off of campus. Gosh, I love Kansas City so much for being someone that got there, but I'd say, uh, I don't wanna be basic and say that Nelson Atkins. Um, Ward Parkway, that whole strip that includes um, a few grocery stores, restaurants, and movie theater, about 10 minutes from campus. I love the Ward Parkway area. My, my name is Marika. I am senior. My major is Corporate Accounting and Finance I'm from Shawnee, Kansas. And favorite spot of campus would be, I think, um, Loose Park. I really like it. I, I know a lot of students. We like to go there just to kind of sometimes, especially when the weather's nice. Um, and now that it's getting really nice outside, like today, um, to just kind of um, walk around. Um, that would probably be my favorite part, my favorite spot. Um, and I was thinking about staying the Nelson, but Jerry, you said it was basic. Um, but that would be like a second one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you both. Uh, I'm your host, Chad Schnarr. Um, again, welcome to our first time listeners. Finally, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts, or Stitcher. And if you want to watch this, you can watch the Zoomcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rockers talk. If you have any questions or need anything from us, give us a DM on Instagram at rockers university or contact us through rockers.edu. We are happy today to be joined by Tony Gambino, who helps new students get to campus. Uh, he's in the admissions office. And before we begin, however, with Tony, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, we'll ask Tony a question and then follow it up with some student stories. So Jarrett and America will chime in with kind of stuff from their perspective in their time at Rockhurst. America with her four years and Jarrett with his two. And then we'll go from there. So if you are listening to this or watching this and you're a current student and you have stories of your own that we could share, uh, please DM us on Instagram at Rockhurst University. Um, if you have advice for students on some of these questions or you going through the admissions process felt that something really worked well or could have worked well, let us know. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So here we go. Tony, first, welcome. And second, Tell us a little bit about what you do for the uh, for the university. Yeah, so uh, my name is Tony Gambino. I am one of the four admissions counselors or five freshman admissions counselors here. So I work with um, first time college students. So anybody coming out of high school, um, so seniors in high school coming in. Um, and I work with them from the time that they have interest in Rockhurst all the way up to the day that they move on to campus. So we really get to build really great relationships with them. and. Being a Rockhurst alum, I graduated from here in 2019, so I was able to really kind of find a home here. Um, so making making that sale to try to get someone on the campus is very um, rewarding for me because I love my experience here and I just want to share with as many people as possible. So um, if I can bring 100 new students to campus each year while I'm an admissions counselor, that's always the goal. Um, I just want to I want to get as many people here as possible because it's such an amazing place to be. Kind of following up on that, how do you connect with students typically? Yeah, especially, so right, especially this year, sorry. Right, yeah, so normal fall, we would do a travel season. So 
we would spend a lot of time in cars, going to high school visits, meeting with students, um, inviting students on campus for tours. Obviously with COVID, um, things like that have kind of shut down. Luckily, since we are a small institution, we were able to offer um, campus visits pretty much from end of July till now and continuing. Um, obviously places it's been limited, um, but for us, it's been mostly virtual events. So um, discover our use where students interested in specific programs um, can come and hear from those specific programs and receive um, an admissions presentation um, on campus visits, virtual visits. Um, we do a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings with students. So um, I schedule personal meetings with students all the time. Um, I have four meetings tonight with students. So, um, and we try to schedule them whenever they're available too, you know, with their lives being virtual as well with many high schools being virtual this year. Um, it's been very beneficial to us to kind of open our schedule up to them. Um, and that's why I have a lot of meetings at night and, um, and mornings, afternoons, honestly, whenever um, students can meet with us, even on the weekends at times. So um, we just try to build community that way by just kind of always being available for them and answering any questions that they possibly have. And how's it been with uh, the St. Luke's news? Obviously, um, Sedgwick is being re-renovated, re-renovated. It's being redone. It's being renovated <laughs> uh, in order to house the um, what will be the St. Luke's College of Nursing and Health Sciences. So how is it talking to potential students about something that's not here yet, but just around the corner, so, or fall 2022? Yeah, so the benefit about the nursing program is your first two years you're on Rockers campus and you're in your prereqs, you're in other courses. So you're not technically in the nursing program until your junior year. So when it comes to nursing classes for this current freshman class, when they start their nursing classes, they'll be in the new building. Um, so that's kind of the, that, that's the selling point for us is that even though the building's not completed right this second, by the time you start your nursing classes, the new building will be here. And there's also the benefit of your nursing building is on campus. So when it comes to being involved in student organizations, having meetings during the day, getting deep in the CAF with everyone else, you still get all those experiences that are great to Rockers students that previously with Research College of Nursing, you didn't have because you did have to travel over to the Research College um, over about 10 minutes away. So the benefit of it being on campus is, is just a fantastic selling point for us. And I think there's a lot of excitement around it. I think people are really excited. And honestly, the new staff that we have, um, even in the admissions office, specifically from St. Luke's, they're amazing people. Um, and they really do, they share in the same mission that we do here at Rockers. So I can, ha I have nothing but excitement for it, which I think going through the admissions counselors to the prospective students, they have just as much excitement about it as us. We were over at the uh, Westport campus um, doing a video for something mm -hmm. and um, one of the students over there, uh, we asked her how the relationship has been with Rockhurst and you know it's brand new because it just yeah. happened this time last year. But she wanted to become a nurse because she watched as a friend of hers, this is kind of tragic, a friend of hers had uh, something health-wise happen with him and basically she wasn't able to help him and this is long ago when they were mm -hmm. you know older kids and she wanted to become a nurse so she would be in a position where she could help folks like that um, yeah. and it was actually an attack uh, by someone else it wasn't just a health episode but because of the relationship she's you know going to be a, a nurse but she's also taking advantage of a minor in criminal justice mm -hmm. so uh, because of that relationship so she can better talk to victims of attack and yeah. kind of understand a little bit more what they um, are talking about and what their needs are and stuff. So I thought that was really neat hearing that from her, um, yeah. some practical ways that happens. But back to admissions, um, before we get going, one final thing, how has the admissions process been this year with uh, obviously a very unique year, as you mentioned, not a lot of in-person events. Um, what have some of the challenges been and what are the positives that have come out of it? Yeah, I mean, the, the major challenge, like the biggest challenge is connecting with students. Um, so for us, that has become our number one priority through email, texting, um, video calling, phone calls. Um, I would even smoke, um, do a smoke signal to a student if I had to, to get connected with them. Um, so um, I think for us, it's it's really just having an open schedule and being available to students whenever they need to be. Um, and obviously, our, as we've had many, many more 
virtual events this year than we normally do, um, even just in-person events. So reshaping the way we do events to allow more and more students to attend those, um, and then opening up for um, different types of events as well. So we've had two, uh, we have another admitted students day coming. Um, we just had one that was in person. So we've had a couple in-person events now as well. Um, so it's really just kind of being available for them. Um, our one-on-one our -on -one meetings are really important to us. So when it comes to really building those connections with families now, it's really those one-on-one -on -one like conversations, either over Zoom, over the phone. Um, I have many conversations over texting, um, but just always answering the questions as fast as possible as well. So um, never leaving something on, unread for a while. Um, it's just being as responsive as possible and, and really just helping them along in the process. Because not only are they not able to see colleges in person, they're also trying to make this big decision where a lot of these students might not even have seen a campus on, in person yet. So trying to make a college decision without actually seeing a college is pretty difficult. Um, and as the admissions counselor, our job is to be there for them and answer any questions and try to make this process as less stressful as it needs to be. Because um, choosing a college is probably one of the biggest decisions that they've had to make in their life. Um, so for us, it's just honestly just being there for them and answering any questions they have. And hopefully the end goal is they come to Rockhurst in the fall, because um, that's obviously what we want. Um, but for us, I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that the students are okay um, and that they are getting their, their questions answered. Great. Um, okay, so just talking about the admissions process, kind of what is the recommended admissions like process in general from like the time that students are kind of deciding to apply to college and then, you know, to gain on campus because I know I'm sure like it differs like for every student, you know, I, I know that when I look back to like, when I applied for me, it was like super easy like I, I applied to three schools. Um, I remember doing like the rockers like application and from what I remember it was very simple but I mean it was four years ago so I'm not sure how much has changed since then but maybe for like the general student who maybe has like a lot of different options like what is like the recommended process. Yeah you know when it comes to the admissions process it's pretty similar to what you went through a few years ago. Um, it's still a very easy quick application for the students we want the process to be as easy as possible for them. Um, we are test optional, so we do not require an ACT or SAT score to be admitted. Um, and when we, mean AC, when we mean test optional, we mean it. So um, every student fills out the same application um, where at some universities, there would be two separate applications, one for test optional and one for the regular admittance. And you would be locked into whichever one you chose. For Rockers, it's one, one, one um, application. Uh, that application then gets put into um, the admissions committee, the admissions committee reviews it, um, and then we get them response within a couple of weeks due to the fact that we are rolling admissions. So um, applications for the freshman class, whichever year it is, opens up at the beginning of July, usually July 1, um, and then we start reading applications in September. Um, since we are rolling admissions, we will read applications starting in September, and as soon as we've read them and they've been accepted, we send them their acceptance letter as quickly as possible. Um, and then from there, we start um, working with them on getting their FAFSA turned in. So once you're accepted, your next step would be FAFSA. So October 1st, um, FAFSA would open up for these students. Um, and then scholarships and then financial aid conversations in the spring. Then hopefully they're enrolling into classes in June of their senior year. And then we get here, them here in the fall um, going into their freshman year. So um, that's kind of the path of getting here. We do accept the um, Common App as well, which is something for a student that has a lot of options. Uh, if they're looking at private institutions, public institutions, big, small schools, the Common App is a great resource for a lot of these students as well because they're able to fill that out and it's automatically sent out to us. Um, the big thing is we do not require any recommendation letters or um, um, personal statements. Um, so students really do have that option to really just fill out that 10 to 15 minute application for us have their high school transcripts sent over and then they're good to go. Um, and that benefit of the, ACE, the test optional as well is we only use the ACT if it helps them. Um, so if it doesn't help them, then we're, we'll put it on file, but it's not gonna hurt them in any way. Um, so that's kind of the benefit of that test optional option. I kind of want to talk a, a little bit about like the test, how we are test optional right now, because I feel like that's kind of a really big thing that I know a lot yeah. of universities are leaning towards and maybe that could be a defining factor for some students applying from I know I think this is if I'm not mistaken your second year as an admissions counselor so 
what would you say or have you heard like any differences between like the people applying ever since like rockers became test optional like are the types of applicants that you are receiving different are you maybe having more applications than you had before i'm not sure if you could expand on that or if that's some information that you would have yeah i don't know the exact number of applications we've been receiving but i think we're definitely getting a wide variety of students um the diversity rate on campus is definitely going up. It has been for the last six years. Um, so for us, building an inclusive community, a diverse community is very important to us. Now a student with a high GPA can get into the Breen Scholarship, which is a $24,000 scholarship. Um, so I think we, we get up that people get excited when they hear they were test optional. Um, and I think that that also helps why we get a lot of students that maybe wouldn't have applied to Rockhurst before that now apply because they know of this test optional option. So I have a question for you that kind of pertains to the idea of where students are. So, you know, America talks about you know, the first step of applying, send an application, um, test optional, which is a great option that I've seen. It sparks a really a lot of great conversations that I've heard with people just generally speaking about, you know, that option, whether to be test optional or not. And the resurgence that we're seeing, you know, on the nationwide level of other universities trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So when it applies to the student making decisions, do you guys have data or access to anything that shows is this a general time? For example, do most kids that end up committing to Rockford do so in like March, April, February? Is there like a specific number that you guys typically look to have by certain dates as far as? what the class might look like for the next year and not just for you know 2021 but in general yeah. is there like the time where people are starting to say hey rock this is where i want to go yeah so you're actually right in the time period where we are starting to really push for students to start placing their 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 deposits so that they can secure their spot in the new freshman class so this is really the time that we start doing that um, and this will run from now all the way up until move-in day you know um, students make their decisions the big decision day, so the national decision day for colleges is May 1st. So a lot of just those deposits and decisions will be made at least by May 1st or right thereafter. Um, but you do you do get students that, uh, that wanna come in in July and early August, right before school starts. Um, so really this is the time for that, that period. Um, when it comes to numbers, obviously um, the university just set a specific number on what we're looking for. Um, and then from here on out, it's just trying to hit that number and succeed that number. Um, so. Um, our goal is to just get as close and, and surpass that number if we can. Um, and that's through those conversations and working with students. And honestly, that one, those one-on-one -on -one interactions are what really makes it possible. So, um, and in our community, you know, Rockers has an amazing community that um, once we get a student on campus to really see campus, um, they really do see what, what Rockers is all about and what an amazing place it is. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Definitely. It goes into... The idea was, yeah, we talk about what that looks like with the students when they get there, they commit. I know for me, um, I always share the story of coming from somewhere like Chicago with Rockhurst. I learned about Rockhurst in general through a recruiting service for baseball, which was very interesting because I don't play baseball at Rockhurst, but that was how I heard of it. Um, there is one friend from my school. He's a goalie on the cross team that he goes to Rockhurst now when I was in high school. But besides that, I never heard of the school itself. So the reason I can definitely comment on behalf of a student, um, Shannon Tyfer, as you know, was my admissions counselor. I mean, her really a friend at this point, but um, just the way that and seeing how the admissions department was and applying to a lot of schools that I applied to. Fun fact, I applied to 43 colleges, which oh I goodness. wouldn't say is a goal. Uh, my parents wanted me to just apply everywhere. Yeah. Only thing a school can tell you is no. And the difference with Rockhurst was that it was it was personalized. You know, I actually got to talk to Shannon on multiple occasions, not just about the application process, but in general, it was very clear to me that there is sincerity there. And I feel like for me and for many students that I've talked to, especially those that are not from, let's say the big three, which includes KC, St. Louis or Omaha, Nebraska. If you're from a different place where Rockhurst is not a common thing, then you yeah. do have to rely a lot on what you're hearing from someone in admissions, which is not the idea of come here, but what can this place do for you, right? And what can yeah. you do for this institution? And I definitely felt that. So honestly, that's more of a, you know, I guess great job on your behalf and all of admissions because that's how I felt. And I do believe a lot of students, especially incoming students have felt that way and will continue to feel that way as well. 
Well, and it's great to hear that that is the experience you had. And that really is our goal for every student that we talk to. Um, we will we will reach out and talk to any student that wants to be talked to. So um, conversations will constantly be had. And, and you know, I, I get students that call me the day that they're making their decision asking questions. And they, they are like, so this is going to decide my choice on college. And I'm like, oh, great. This is putting the pressure on me right now. Um, and so then they ask their question and, you know, you lose some and you, you get some and um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad, it's a hard day when you find out a student has decided to go somewhere else. You know, we, we really do connect with these students. Um, I received a, an email from a student that was opting out. Um, to just, he decided to go somewhere else um, about a week ago. And, you know, when you work so hard to get these students here and you really, be, you grow these relationships with them, you've talked to their parents multiple times on the phone. It, it's hard when, when they go somewhere else, but you know, you got to find the right school for you. And my goal is to get you to here but we also want every student to feel welcomed and at home, just like you have, Jared. So that's kind of the goal. And I'm glad to hear that Shannon took such great care of you. And we've seen you up in the office a few times. So we, we know you enjoy coming up and hanging out. So, um, and that, that's really the goal. So it, it's really great to hear. Jared, I'm gonna ask you then, uh, what, what was the timeline like for you? Like, when did you make your decision in America? Uh, same question to you. Well, for me, it was, I ended up deciding to go to Rockhurst, I want to say, first or second week of April, so right around this time. Um, and it was always, as I said, applying to all these schools um, was just a constant, me just dwindling down, especially when I applied to schools, actually was back in, I believe I applied to Rockhurst back in September or October, I believe September of my senior year, so really early on. So I was getting my financial packages actually around Thanksgiving, December, so I had a lot of time to take, you know, compare and contrast between institutions, prices, um, events, you know, because I actually had offers for baseball and volleyball at different schools. So I actually did have to think about athletics too. I had to think about a lot of different things. But when I did come down to Rockhurst, as I said, I really feel like the relationship that I was able to foster with Shannon Tyfer was really important for me, just because I felt at home through the connection that I had there. I knew that this person wasn't trying to fill a quota of you know, having many people in the freshman class and it was, you like this place, but let me show you how you can see it for yourself, that type of thing. But that when I made the decision in April, I feel like that was a very great thing for me, not just because I knew where I was going to college, but because it set everything in stone after and what I was, I guess, looking forward to. Yeah, my story, I feel like sometimes I don't know if I always like sharing it because it does not, I feel like a lot of students or potential students cannot really relate to this. And I mean, I guess everyone's experience is different. But for me, I kind of wasn't really sure um, what to do about college. So I, um, my parents had always, especially my mom, she always like thought that I should like look at rockers. And it was a school that I was never interested in just because it was only like 25 minutes away from my house. So I kind of felt like if I was gonna to go to college, I should go far away, I don't know. Um, but then I did a tour, Rockers was my first campus tour and my only campus tour. And I tell people, don't do that. Don't just go to one school. But for me, that's just how I worked out. Like I, it was October of my senior year and I did my campus tour at, um, at Rockers. I still even remember the ambassador who gave it and and then I just loved it. I mean, I kind of went in not wanting to go like to the tour and then I loved it. And that same day I was like, I'm going to Rockers. And then I applied to two other schools because I felt like I couldn't just apply to one. I was like, well, I have to have options, right? Because all my, all my classmates, they had like, I'm applying to, you know, similar to Jared, maybe not 43 schools, but they were definitely like 10, 15 schools. Um, but for me, I just, I just knew. And I know that's kind of, that doesn't really happen often. And I, Every time I give a tour, I tell people you should always like look at many schools just so you know which one is right for you. But I mean, for me, just it really worked out. Like I never have regretted my decision. Um, but yeah, for me, it really was like in October after I did my tour, I was like, this is it. I know where I'm going. It was easy, but I know that's not always how it works for everyone. So yeah, I always say um, go to different schools, kind of talk to their missions counselors, like get to know them that way. Because I mean, it's really going to affect your whole life, like where you go. I mean, you want to pick like the school that's right for you. And and even though I, I love Rockers, obviously Rockers is not going to be the, the perfect fit for every student. So it's always important that you um, do some research. And yeah, because we, of course, here at Rockers, we also want students who want to be here. 
um, because those are the students who are gonna, I guess, like impact um, um, each other and and just rockers as a whole. Yeah, I tell all of my prospective students, pros and con lists are the best way of going at it. You know, because you're gonna go to every school that you visit, and there's gonna be things you like about every school. You know, and the school that you end up picking is yes, they're gonna have a lot more pros than cons, but you're also gonna have that feeling of being at home and feeling like this is the place for me. Um, so. And you're not alone in the um, finding one school and that's where you want to go. I hear it all the time um, from prospective students looking at schools like they get back from their tour and they're like, this is where I'm going. And I'm like, cool, sounds good. Um, you know, you got to feel it out. And, and I agree with you. I think looking at multiple different schools and um, we're getting a lot of students that are now juniors in high school starting to look here during their spring break of their junior year. Um, and honestly, um, it's a great thing to do is go look at lots of different schools as well. But um, don't don't doubt yourself on your your decision. You got you made a great decision to come to Rockhurst. So, um, but no, I totally understand what you're saying. Oh no, yeah, like I said, yeah, okay. definitely don't. I don't doubt it, I, and I don't regret it at all. I think it was the perfect decision for me. But yeah, I always tell. I know that's not as easy for a lot of students. I feel like there's definitely types of students who need to have like you know, like you say, like a list, or they need to make sure they know their options perfectly. Um, and yeah, I feel like the only the best way to know what school you want is to sometimes even go out to other schools to make sure, even if you go and you you realize you don't like it, at least you know you know that you're like I, I feel like that gives you more sleep um that makes you yeah. more sure of what school is right for you I went on a tour to school so I I was like oh I am totally going to this school it was up in Chicago area sorry Jared um and I was like I'm going here and I went and toured and I sat on the out like we left the admissions office at the end and we went and sat on the stairs outside the that main building and I was like, guys, I don't want to go here. And my parents are like, we just spent all this money to drive to Chicago. And this is how quickly you're going to, you're going to do that. Um, it was Lewis University up in, up in Romeoville, Illinois. Yeah. Right yeah, so, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> a division two rival, um, they're part of the Great Lakes Valley Conference. And I had been there for, uh, in high school, I did a leadership thing on their campus and loved it. Um, so I thought, oh, this is, has to be the place for me. So I went up toward, and it just wasn't right. It wasn't, the, it didn't feel right. You know, where I came on Rockers campus and I did my tour and I had an amazing tour guide and I ran into Bill Kriege and Father Curran and um, the director of um, the uh, campus ministry, or not the director of campus ministry, the director of um, theology at the time. Um, Cause when I was coming into college, I thought I was gonna be a theology major. So it was like, everything was falling in place during my tour. And I just like, after the tour, I was like, I'm sold. I'm like, I don't need to look anywhere else. It was also the last school I looked at. So it kind of worked out in that fit in that way. But yeah, no, it, it's it's so weird how you can just, it, it just feels right when you when you do it, so. And then kind of talking about maybe, um, you know, as, as an ambassador, I've been able to kind of help at some of the events that um, the admissions department holds, but could you talk about that kind of, because I know like the admissions department offers like so many different types of events throughout the school year for potential students um, where you can even like such as Ride to the Rock, but I think it'd be cool for anyone um, listening to maybe know a little bit about um, what we offer. Yeah, so from the very beginning, Discover RU events are big ones in the, for especially students that are trying to figure out what their major is going to be. Um, so if you're thinking science major, you can come to Discover RU um, for science majors, you know, there's lots of different options, all majors in December. Um, so we offer Discover Our Use for trying to find the which major would be the right one for you. And at that event, you also get a campus tour and admissions presentation. Um, a lot of the times we'll throw a, a student panel on there. So you get a student life session included in that. So there's a lot of great resources there in those events. Um, Ride of the Rock is another one you mentioned, um, which for COVID year, we haven't got to do those, but those are normally a Saturday into a uh, Sunday into a Monday. Um, it, they're on campus for less than 24 hours, but they come on campus and stay overnight. Um, and we take them downtown to um, get pizza. We do um, a lot of fun events on campus. Um, and the big thing there is they get to spend the evening with a rock star or a current student that kind of shows them around campus. Um, they get to sleep in one of the residence halls. So there's a, it's a great experience to really kind of feel out Rockhurst in a way. Um, and then come into the spring, um, we have what we call um, admitted students day. And those days are for students that are thinking that Rockhurst might be the place for them. They've been admitted to Rockhurst. That's the big, it's the big thing you have to be admitted to come to this. Um, but very similar to Ride of the Rock in the sense that you stay on campus overnight. 
um, but you also get to experience a lot of um, fun activities and you do a lot more stuff relating to once you're here on campus. So talking about what your experiences would be during your first semester and talking about orientation and um, how to make friends and where to go on campus if you're doing this or doing that. You know, so it's a different experience in Ride of the Rock in, in a lot of ways, um, but very similar in, in some too. So those are really the big ones. We do um, Rock Talks, which is our financial aid conversations in the spring. We normally go up to Omaha for one and we go to St. Louis for the other. And those are individual rock talks with a um, rock person admissions counselor. So we sit down one-on-one -on -one with families um, and go through their financial aid letter to kind of answer all their questions about money. Cause obviously money is a big conversation. Um, so we wanna be as open with them as possible and answer any questions that they have and any concerns. So um, going to those places and being open to having them come to us instead or us going to them instead of them coming to us. And then we also offer rock talks here on campus and virtually over the phone and virtually Zoom. Um, and then registration days in June. Um, and that's with their academic advisor that actually helps them set up their first semester classes. So by the end of June, they, they should already know what classes they'll be taking. So there's that excitement of that as well. Um, and then orientation is always that first weekend of college. So once they're moved in, then they hit up orientation. Um, and that's kind of the big the big push into the school year. And then they start school that Monday. So it's a quick process. You know, it's two years of a lot of students will kind of reach out to us their junior year. So we get them in the system junior year. A year and a half with the admissions office goes really fast. That college decision is a very quick process. So these events really open up the doors to really understanding what the school has to offer um, and then kind of helping in that decision process as well at the end of the year. Did both of you guys attend Rock Talks or Ride to the Rock or anything like that? And how did it go? Ride to the Rock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, okay, I went on Ride to the Rock because it's okay, fall one, fall one. Um, my rock stars were, um, okay. I know them both very well. Um, it's Ben and Clay. They're, they're juniors, and they're, they're like best friends, actually. They both went to the Smet. This is very funny. I remember... I get onto um, the bus and actually what had happened was we got there and we get signed up and the bus was delayed <laughs> for like an hour and a half. So here I am coming from Chicago. I actually drove because it was coming to St. Louis. So my parents drove me to St. Louis. They stayed there for two days and they picked me up to go back home to Chicago. Um, so we're waiting for about two hours. The bus gets there. I meet this kid who's sitting behind me. His name's Joey. Long story short, Joey is my best friend now. <laughs> and um, I met him on Ride to the Rock, which is really funny because when, when I had ended up deciding that I was actually going to go to Rockers in April, um, and Ride to the Rock did play a big part in that. It wasn't the time that I decided for sure I was going to come here, but I was definitely really impressed. I really loved Rockers. I loved the community, and it was in my top five that I was able to dwindle down to at that point. But when I made the decision I was coming there, fun story, um, Joey ended up going, or at least deciding that he was gonna to go to SEMO, Southeastern Missouri. Um, and I think about a month or two after, <laughs> he called me on the phone and he changed his mind saying that he wanted to go to Rockhurst. I'm like, bro, it's June and you should have already done all this <laughs> stuff. So um, his admissions counselor was not was not mine. It wasn't Shannon Typher, but I didn't know his, his last name started with the R and I didn't know who his counselor was. So I connected him with her. She talked to him, connected him with, I wanna say, do you know who, um, Tony, do you know who has the R names? And he's from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. From St. Louis. Um, at the time, I believe it would have been Will Brazel. Yes, it was Will Brazel. Um, okay. She connected him with Will Brazel. They talked about things, got him a really nice package, which is why he didn't want to come to Rockers because he didn't think he was going to get any type of good package that would be suitable for his situation. He got that and then some. Two years later, He's like a brother to me, and we're both at Rockers. So, did you guys run together your freshman year? Um, we didn't, but he lived the floor below me in um Corcoran. So okay. we spent every day together, and even today I still talk to him every day. Um, even though I'm not on campus, he lives in Excel now. But Ride to the Rock definitely provided me with my best friend, which is very funny. And that was not the point, but it did. <laughs> so yeah. No, and, that, and that's really, honestly, that is what those events are for. They're, they're there to get you introduced to other students that might be coming to Rockers. Um, and the amount of students that end up finding their freshman year roommate at those events is insane. The, there's so many students that walk away like, oh, I found my roommate, which is awesome. Um, so there's a lot of great benefits to that. So that's an awesome story. 
And we're so glad you're at Rockhurst. We really are. I personally never had the opportunity to go to those events um, in high school, but I was a rock star my freshman year. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it kind of from the other side. And then also just kind of through ambassadors. I think maybe two years ago, I I um I went to I was on the bus tour for Admitted Students Day and we went to like go get pizza at um PO and it was super fun. I mean, I was there obviously already as they as an ambassador, but I had a lot of fun and I got to talk to um a lot of high school seniors who um later I got to see them, you know, got to be friends with them later on. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, I feel like everyone always has a bunch of fun at those events, either um, if you're a potential student, if you're already a rocker student. So I always kind of, every time I like see if I've had like freshmen ask me like, should I be a rock star? I always say yes, because I think it's a really, really fun. Um, and yeah, you just get to do really cool things. All right, Tatonian, this is something that I felt personally because I did end up getting a roommate. Um, somebody I didn't know me had a really good situation as well. But a lot of people in general, and I feel like this is a pop culture thing. If you go to college, you're, oh my gosh, I don't know who my roommate's gonna be if you have no idea of what that will be. Yeah. So addressing what many people would consider maybe the fears of an incoming student, maybe they're not that scared of it. It's really something that I see is different for each person. But if they're asking questions about finding a roommate, having a roommate, just things that pertain to living and having a roommate as a freshman in college, what advice do you impart to those individuals? Um, the first thing I always say is have an open mind and be open to the idea that you might not know the person, but you'll get to know them pretty well. Um, you know, I'm someone that actually had a random roommate for my four year, or for my freshman year, and I actually still live with the guy to this day. So um, those relationships can really foster really quickly. Um, the biggest thing is really just coming in with the idea that um, we just gotta, we gotta try this out. And the biggest thing is when you go to fill out the housing application, there's a survey on there that you fill out. And I always tell students, you might not wanna be honest with it, but be honest, be as honest as possible with it, because that really will tell the residence life office where to, who to pair you with. You know, not every pairing will be perfect and you might have to switch roommates during your, during your time at Rockhurst. And that is perfectly okay, it happens every year. But there is that possibility that you will have the same roommate for many years down the road, like I did. Um, so the big thing is to answer the questions honestly. If it asks you um, what time you like to go to bed, if you say 9 p.m. but you're somebody that likes to stay up until 3 a.m., um, that would be that would be a bad answer to give. Um, so we always say be as honest as possible, um, and they always come with an open mind and not be afraid to talk to the roommate about things that you're you're struggling with in the sense of. Um, if they're staying up too late, if they're a little too loud, if they're leaving lights on, things like that. Um, just be able to communicate with your roommate and be okay with those differences and working through them during your freshman year. You know, and every res every residence hall has an RA on the floor. Um, and those RAs will work with you as well through those processes as well. Jared, we heard how you got your roommate. Um, America, how did you end up with your first roommates and for both of you students, um, what's gone well with roommates? Uh, have you heard any uh, stories that um, they end up being like, like Tony's story, they end up being best friends or maybe it goes the opposite direction and how, how does that work? Yeah, well, for me, I, my roommate was not random. It was, uh, I roomed with a girl that I went to high school with. So we kind of already knew each other. Um, so it wasn't as hard as, it, as I think it would be sometimes kind of rooming with a, a random one. But um, yeah, of course, I feel like I've heard like so many, you hear so many stories, especially living in a residence hall about like um, random roommates, like I guess things going wrong or people like moving rooms. But I think that's normal. But I feel like most of the time, like people end up, for, at least from what I've heard is like, even if you're not best friends with the person, it's just about being respectful. And I always like tell people that like, your roommate does not have to be your best friend. I think that it's really cool when that ends up happening. Um, but it doesn't have to be the case. You know, I think you can still have a really, really great living situation with as long as it's just kind of built on respect and you're respectful of each other's space and in time, obviously, if like, uh, one thing that we had is like, um, with my roommate would be that when the 
I guess like when one person would go to sleep, we would turn the lights off. So if like another, uh, if like I pretend like she, you know, if she went to sleep first, I would turn the lights off and then I would just turn my lamp on if I was like still studying and then, and then it would be the same, like vice versa. Um, so just kind of always having maybe like some type of rules. I think that just is really helps you have like a successful living situation because I think, um, what I, at least what I heard about like most of the problems that you would hear about, it would just be because people were not respectful of each other. Cause you obviously have to understand that this is not just your room. This is not just your space. Um, obviously we all like are different and we all kind of have different schedules. So yeah, I mean, I think the huge, the biggest problems were because people were not respectful of each other's space, um, which can be easily fixed. Um, it has nothing, it's not even always about like personality or like, oh, well, I'm not friends with her. You don't have to be best friends. You just have to be, you know, respectful and, and nice to each other. And I feel like that's gonna take you a long way. I agree. I feel um, on both sides, I saw, you know, I won't get into it because America definitely gave an example. Um, yeah, when you have those boundaries, everyone has boundaries of some sort to any given extent. And that can mean literally anything that you want, but nobody knows how you feel about things if you don't tell them. So communication is key. And we talk about that in just simple human relationships that you have. But, you know, I know for me, I mean, it wasn't a problem that I ran into because me and my roommate, even though very completely different people, I came from an urban environment. He was from a small town in the middle of nowhere in Missouri, um, very different people. But we shared the same level of communication. We were able to find common ground. We never had a problem. I mean, a lot of people that do have problems is because they're not even opening themselves up to have a conversation about their preferences. And that's okay, everyone has preferences. When you're living with somebody, it is really important that you share those preferences in a way that's not harmful, in a way that's not trying to, you know, I guess, show force. You know, it's not a, it's not a pride thing. At the end of the day, you're living with the person, you know, just, just be chill with it. And if you're not chill with it, I definitely did hear, I mean, America probably has herself maybe heard of what many people would consider horror stories or it just doesn't end up going that well when you live with a roommate. Not for me personally, but that I've seen with people. And it's like, oh my gosh. But that's not a rockers thing. This is an anywhere thing. You know, you're gonna have times in life where you might have to live with someone. And sometimes it might be you have to, sometimes you choose to, but communication is what's going to make that experience, you know, just just well off. And I think that's the most important thing you have to do is communicate about your needs, your wants, your desires. Yeah, because regardless of whether you know a roommate, like let's say your roommate ends up being your best friend from high school, that doesn't ensure that you're going to like them living with them either. You know, these are this communication that I'm speaking of is something that you always got to have. So I feel like that's something that even I, people at my age, people at America's age or older, so when you live with people in general, you just always have to understand that it's best to communicate. Yeah, I just have to pinpoint um, what you said that, um, like, yeah, living with like, yeah, like if you're really good friends with someone doesn't always mean it's gonna, it's gonna work out. You just have to make sure that your personalities are gonna match. I feel like that's something that's very important. I've had like people, I've had, I've given tours to people and they they have asked me this about like roommates and then if like they should live with their best friend or not. And I'm like, sometimes it's gonna work really well, um, but sometimes they want it really just, you just have to talk to them and make sure, um, cause you don't, um, yeah, it, it's just really about like your um, communication. Again, what you said, Jared, I think that's the biggest thing, just communication. Tony, I kind of want to ask you about um, maybe just your experience, because I know when I came in as a freshman, you were, I think, a junior. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of, what was your experience kind of transitioning from being a student to an admissions counselor? And how did you like end up getting the job? Like, what was, is that something that you envisioned yourself um, as, you know, maybe when you were like a sophomore, junior, um, a Rockers, or how did that go about? Um, I definitely thought that it might be a great job for me. I will tell you the transition from going from a student to a staff member on the university side, it's weird. It was the weirdest experience for me, especially my first year out when I knew the senior class very well. Um, and that level of I'm now a professional and I have to act like a professional. Um, so it was, and, and before that, I was involved in the ambassador program. I was um, a part of the leadership team for the ambassador program my senior year. So I spent a lot of time in the admissions office. And 
knew that I could do the role and I could do it well. Um, so I was really excited when the position opened up um, because I was able to apply for it. Um, I graduated in May and I started working here in August. So uh, there was a couple of months there that I was doing some, I did some work up here over the summer after my senior year helping out. Um, and then I was hired in August. So um, it was a pretty quick transition for me from school into this life. Um, and honestly, another thing that did help with the transition was travel season my first year. Um, I was in a um, very widespread territory where I did not spend a whole lot of time on campus for the first couple of months. So um, I was on campus for the first two or three weeks of school. And then I was out of off campus from September into, into November. So um, I really didn't spend a whole lot of time on campus this first few months, which definitely helped in that transition from student life to that professional life of being a, a big kid at that point. So, yeah. Awesome. So Tony, if anyone else has questions, potential students, current students, anything like that, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So they can email me at tony.gambino at rockhurst.edu. Um, or they can give me a call or shoot me an email or come up and visit me. Um, I'm pretty easy, easy to get a hold of. Um, my phone number is 816-560-2289. Um, so they can give me a call or shoot me a text to that number as well. Awesome. Well, Tony, thanks so much for joining us yeah. today. Uh, we'll let Thank you get you. back to it. Um, and hopefully uh, this time again next year, maybe we'll have you on again, if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'd around. love that. Yeah, cool. sounds great. Oh. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for all you do. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, Tony. See you, Jarrett. Bye, America. Bye. All right, thanks for Tony joining us today. Um, moving on to our next segment, we started this last time on episode 10. This is episode 11 called I Wish I Knew. So you guys look back and think if I only knew or I wish I knew blank about a certain topic. And the topic this time is like a social life. So answering kind of the question that a lot of uh, new students, potential students have is, you know, what do you do when you're out of class? What's the social scene like on campus? So I wish I knew what about having a social life while getting a degree on campus at Rockhurst. I wish I knew at the time the importance of the balance of both, mm. I guess you could say. And you're, you're going to have a social life regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it's inevitable that you're gonna meet people, you're gonna have opportunities placed before you. But the important part is balancing it. And I've gotten to a point where I know, I know how to balance it now, but I wish it didn't take me having to make the mistakes that I did to be at a position where I can balance it. I wish that I was able to just do it at the beginning. So that is something that I think anybody is learning to do as they go through life. Yeah, I think I would agree the same. And then also just, I wish I knew, um, not even like freshman, sophomore, but I think my junior year, I wish I knew that I should have said yes to all these like um, opportunities to hang out with my friends that I that I didn't because, you know, I was super busy, especially my junior year, I had very difficult courses and then COVID hit. Um, so, and then I kind of regretted that a little bit, you know, what kind of, there were several times when uh, my friends were hanging out and I and I said, well, maybe next time, you know, I can't this weekend. And maybe I could have, maybe I really, if I would have tried hard enough, I would have um, been able to study and also have gone. So uh, I think that's something that we can all agree on and um, that, especially if you're coming into college, but, um, and you've missed obviously part of your high school due to COVID that you just really need to take advantage of those opportunities to hang, to hang out with your friends. Um, and, it, and school always comes first. I always say school is always first, but sometimes you can sacrifice a little bit. Maybe you can be like, hey, maybe I'll just wake up earlier um, and, and actually stick to it. And you can, you can do both. It's possible. What is the key to balance, Jared, since you mentioned balance or either one of you? Key to balance. It's different for everyone, so I don't want to be the oracle. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, the key in how to even find a you know, spoken of key to balance is to, um, number one, just understand who you are, understand that, you know, this episode we talked about earlier, you know, with Tony was getting to Rockhurst, and if you do decide to come here, that's a decision that you made. So when you make decisions to whom much responsibility is given, much is also expected, you know, so you're going to have freedom to be able to do 
the things that you want to be able to. You're going to have freedom to say, hey, I want to sit here and study or say, hey, I want to sit here and, you know, just kick it with the people that I just met. You know, you're going to have choices to make. And the key to find that balance is just prioritizing them and knowing, okay, um, finding people that, okay, I can be friends. Maybe I can hang out with these people, but we can study too. You know, sometimes finding the balance is also finding people that share those same priorities that you do um because it's going to help you in times where you might feel not motivated even sometimes i get that regardless of whether i'm at home by myself doing things or when i was on campus that the lack of motivation is something that will come up and that you're going to need people that will inspire you to get stuff done at the same time but as i said you can still enjoy yourself at the same time that is the balance it lies within not just who you are but the people you surround yourself with too yeah, I would definitely agree. And then also knowing that what works for someone is not going to, this does not mean that's going to work for you. Um, someone in balance doesn't mean that like, maybe if there's four aspects in your life, it doesn't mean that every aspect you gave it, you give it, you know, 25% of your energy, because maybe the, because I don't think that's really um, feasible. And you know, maybe for someone being with their friends is it's you know 25% of their time is extremely important for like their well-being and kind of them being okay but maybe for someone else maybe 10% is enough and that's going to get them where they need to be so just kind of not um I guess like comparing your priorities to someone else's because you have different needs Great. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. You can find us and subscribe again, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. To watch the discussion, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rockershawk. So for America and Jared and Tony, and of course, Bree and Vince, wherever they may be, they had uh, conflicts today. This is Chad Schnarr. Have a great week, everyone, and go Hawks. <laughs>